give me one shot here on a blue chip stock, believe me, Kevin, the only problem you're gonna have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is gonna go up, down, sideways, or in circles. Hey, what's going on, NBA Draft fans? Your boys are back. It's the Wolves of Ball Street, your favorite draft analyst, favorite draft analyst. My name is Corey Tulliba. I am here, as always, with my co-host, Albert Garbage Time Gim, on the Draft Act NBA Draft Show on the No Ceilings NBA Draft Podcast feed. Uh, Albert, what's going on, man? How are we doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm uh, struggling with a little bit of old man disease. My upper back is absolutely killing me, um, but screw my back. Uh, we're here today for with a very special guest, and um, I'm ready to go, Corey. It's a good day. Hell yeah. Father Time's undefeated. Um, <laughs> I will say that. Uh, special guest indeed. Uh, one of the most anticipated shows that we have done during this draft cycle. We have Taylor Hendricks in the building with us today. Taylor, what's going on, man? Thanks for uh, you know coming and chopping up with us. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me, man. I can't wait to dive into this film sesh. Hell yeah. Um, so if, for those who are unfamiliar, um, Taylor Hendricks is a uh, forward out of UCF. He will be 19 and a half years old on draft night. Uh, listed, actually just measured um, at about 6'9 in shoes, uh, 214 with a 7 foot and a half inch wingspan. Um Average 34.9 minutes per game, 15.1 points per game, 7 rebounds, 1.4 assists, a steal, and nearly 2 blocks. Shot 48% from the floor, 39% from 3 on 4.5 attempts per game, uh, nearly 80% from the free throw line. Uh, true shooting percentage of 59, uh, BPM of 8, just a phenomenal season uh, this year. Um, so, I, I mean... I, first, I, I want to ask you um, what this whole process has been like. You know, you just had your combine experience. You you got the pre-draft cycle. Uh, how are you holding up, um, you know, and, and how are you enjoying this whole process? I'm enjoying it a lot, you know, just taking it one day at a time. And that whole combine process was, like, pretty, like, it was pretty, pretty cool because, you know, I used to watch it on TV and watch guys go through it. And different things like that. And, you know, for me to go through it is just, you know, it, it was pretty nice. Hey, Taylor, I, I mean, <laughs> just before we started recording, we were talking about how this is a completely new, different chapter of your life. So many different things are going on. And like you said, right, like, I mean, Corey and I, we grew up loving the NBA and we've never been in the position where NBA teams are interested in looking at us um, <clears throat> really quickly. Just as Corey was rattling off your numbers, 15 points per game, all that stuff. I was thinking, man, like if I read off my rec league stats, like two points per game and <laughs> I'd be really proud of myself. But uh, Taylor, I wanted to say with everything that's going on this new season in your life, how are, wh what do you think has been like the most challenging aspect? Because I I've been thinking like you're meeting with different teams. You are at the combine. I'm sure you met with 50 different people. Um, now you're going to different teams and you're going to their gyms and you're working out all over the place. What do you think has been the most challenging aspect of this pre-draft process so far? Um, honestly, I, I can't really say like that there is really a challenging part because really all it is is just working hard and that's what I've been doing like the whole season. So, you know, it's not really like, you know, anything really new. I guess, you know, meeting with new teams and things like that is different, but, 
you know, I, I mean, that's not really, you know, hard because, you know, they're really just trying to figure out who you are. So it's just really conversational. So Great answer. <laughs> yeah, it's not a challenge at all. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think um, that says a lot about your mentality, your personality, right? Like um, you're just trying to sell yourself. And if you're confident in, in who you are as a person and as a player, it should be easy because at the end of the day, like these teams are interested in you as, as much as, you know, you're going to be interested in them because, you know, we, we rattled off your numbers. Um, you know, we're going to break down some film. You're obviously a lot of talent. Um, but for the people who, you know, maybe they're unfamiliar with your game. I mean, if you're, if they're watching this, uh, the sickos out there have definitely been following you all year. Um, but how would you personally like describe your game? Uh, I would say I'm uh, pretty versatile, like, you know, all around, you know, defensively, offensively, um, you know, just with me being able to guard different positions and, um, you know, just my shot blocking ability and offensively, you know, the way I could shoot the ball and, uh, you know, finish around the basket and, you know, how athletic I am and things like that. So I feel like, you know, the way I play, like you could put me like in, you know, uh, different positions, like anywhere on the floor, like um, maybe the dunker to catch lobs or, you know, spot up in the corner or set screens, you know, j- just different things. I feel like my game is versatile. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's incredibly accurate. And I, we're going to dive into your film. And, you know, I want to uh, start with a clip that I think does a really good job of um, showcasing that because it's a, a clip that goes from defense to offense. And I, I think, you know, you touched on it like that is, um, you know, something that's a, a really important aspect of your game. You come over, you get a really good shot contest on a talented player in Riley Kugel. Um, and then you come down on the floor, find space. And you got that high, quick, arcing release. Um, so, you know, speaking to the versatility, uh, your jump shot, your defense, uh, has that always been a part of your game? Or, or have you had to, you know, was one part further ahead than the other growing up? And now they've just kind of, you've found this sweet spot where you're, you're so well-rounded. Uh, I feel like, you know, that, I mean, I feel like I've always played like, you know, similar like my whole life, like. Because, like, I, I really feel like, you know, defense, a lot of it comes from, like, just effort at the end of the day. Like, you know, if you go up and block a shot, like, you know, that that's something that you have to want to do. And I feel like a lot of players could do that, but it's just, like, that motor or that, you know, that that want to do that is, you know, different. And what kind of, like, sets me apart is, like, that's something, like, I want to do. And, you know, I feel like I've I just been like that my whole life. And with shooting the ball, like, you know, I've always shot the ball because I have a twin brother, Tyler. You know, he said UCF. But, uh, you know, he um, uh, we were playing in the backyard all the time. And, you know, he was like really a guard. So, you know, watching him shoot the ball, handle the ball is like some like that kind of like influenced me to, you know, do that. So, you know, I've I just always done that since a young age. Yeah, I, I mean, just from watching your tape, clearly there's been, I, I, you know, I think overall the sense that I'm getting from you, Taylor, is that, like you said, none of this is hard. This is stuff that you've been doing your whole life. Um, all of this is coming pretty naturally to you. And speaking to the versatility that Corey mentioned before, there's so many different things that you can do on the floor, which I think NBA teams, when they turn your film on, they'd be like, damn, like offensively, he can do all kinds of things. Like you said, can play all over the floor, defensively guarding all over the floor. So for, Taylor, for you, obviously, you know, you're, you're going to keep working. You said you want it, right? What are certain yeah. things that and skills or just whatever, what, what are you working on right now during the pre-draft process that you know maybe nba teams don't know about uh definitely my strength right now um you know just trying to you know gain a little bit more weight get stronger and 
I've been like emphasizing like a lot on, you know, uh, my ball skills, like um, uh, shot creation, um, getting to my spots and, you know, just strengthening up my handle and then my, my three point shot as well. Those are like the main things that I'm working on currently. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, already you shot 40% from three this season, right? Like we know that I I think on day one, you're going to be able to come in and space the floor from all over. You said you could be a a corner spacer. Um, I I think the fact that you can come in with a day one skill on that side of the ball and one where um, you said you're working on your ball skills, but this is a skill that you have that is something that you could play off of you know, if you go to a Detroit, you could play off of Cade Cunningham. You know, if if you go to uh, a Houston, you could play off of a, a Jabari uh, of Jalen Green and and those guys. Um, you know, uh, how important has it been? You know, through your uh, your career that you've been able to just kind of fit into I feel like any kind of roster context and and contribute where there are a lot of guys you know, they they need the ball in their hands, right? Like. How much has it benefited you, the fact that you don't need the ball in your hands all the time? I feel like that's benefited me a lot because, you know, when there's a player like that, you can fit on so many different types of rosters and, you know, it can be in so many different lines. You know, you really can't go wrong putting that player on the floor, and I feel like I'm like that type of player. Yeah, uh, 100%. And uh, I, it's not even that you could shoot it. I Like – a lot of guys could shoot it, but it's at your height. You have this high release, and you have this quick release here. So, on, on this clip here, um, you know you're you've got the ball on, or you're going to get the ball on on the right wing. Drew Pember, big dude, closes out, hand right in your face. Um, you feel unbothered. Uh, is that just work reps? Like, um, you know, have you always felt comfortable shooting with a hand in your face? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I kind of feel like I shoot a little bit better when there's a hand in my face. But, you know, that game was like the first game of the season. Like I was I was hyped. Like that was probably one of my most hyped <laughs> games. I think it was just because I was so nervous in the beginning. And like, you know, it kind of carried over to the game and it, like it kind of pumped me up a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the classic uh, J.R. Smith, you just shoot it better with a hand in your face. Um, but Taylor, I, I wanted to ask, you know, right now, you said you're working on your ball skills, you're working on uh, adding strength, you're working on a lot of different things right now. Um, I, I think one of the, maybe not necessarily a narrative, but one of the questions that's been going out there a lot about your game is wondering, are you more of a three? Are you more of a four? But the interesting thing for us is like, as we watched your game last season, we felt like there are a lot of different outcomes for how you might, uh, what what type of position you might play on the next level. Do you have like a goal in terms of like, oh, I want to be more of a three or more of a four, or do you just want to improve at everything and just be able to do both? Uh, I mean, I want to improve at everything and be able to do both, but I feel like right now I'm, I'm like a four. I would say I'm, okay. I am right now. And like, I could put like small ball five and things like that. But okay. right now, I'll say I'm a okay. four. But I feel like yeah. I could play the three as well. But yeah, I agree. I think four is your natural uh, yeah. position. Um, you know, it gives you like a positional size and an advantage on both sides. You know, we'll get into your defense later. Um, and you could tell, like, I think on that side of the ball, you could guard, you know, a ton of positions, you're switchable, all that. Um, and and you were talking about putting on strength. I think, you know, when you talk about potentially being a small ball five, right? Like that added strength. Cause, you know, look, you 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 played a lot of good bigs in college, but you know, you get you got the Jokic's and the Embiid's at the next right. level. You're gonna need a little bit of extra strength to uh play the five. But um, 
you do have, I think as the year went on, we saw you kind of expand uh, the the creativity in, in how you got your looks, right? Like here, you know, I, I'm, this made the rounds, uh, you know, a little ankle breaker. You got, uh, got somebody <laughs> on skates there, right? Um, but the yeah. one thing I want to ask you, because it, it's something that I feel like the last guy I saw it do it like this was Evan Mobley. You have like, for a righty, you use that right foot as your pivot a lot and, and you yeah. jab with your left a lot and it's unorthodox. It's kind of like a, a, a goofy stance, um, you know, like a, for a skateboarder. Um, it, it, do you think that throws defenders off a lot? Cause it's, it's not how you traditionally guard a right-handed shooter. Yeah. I feel like it kind of does, but like in the game, I'm not really thinking about like which, which foot I'm pivoting off of. Like yeah. you know, right here on this play, like I caught it and I seen like that whole like left side of the floor was kind of open. So mm. I kind of wanted to fake that way. And, you know, because I feel like, you know, he was kind of um, like baiting me to go use my weekend. So I wanted to fake that way and go back right. And that's why I do that two dribbles to stop because he had fell. So I'm like, like you know, yeah, for sure. Um and and I like I said I think I think you, you the the creativity and in, in how you got into uh, your shot it expanded through the course of the year and um you know I think that we also uh, saw you do that um, from the mid range as well I, I I think it's it's an area of your game that I I think is uh, you could really utilize I know uh, a lot of people like to say that the mid range game is dead but I think it's just dead for people who aren't good at it. You know, I think the game's evolved um, again, that like left foot stance, but you get to your to your spot. It's nothing crazy here. Right. You're just creating space out of your three point stance. Um, you take a couple of dribbles, but you have that high release. You have that smooth shot and you're just able to rise up and get to a point where it's really hard to contest. Um, so you know, ha- do you work on on shots at different areas of the floor like this? Yeah, definitely, because, you know, you never know what position you're going to be, like, in the game. So, you know, you just try to, like, master, like, almost every spot that, you know, they usually catch the ball at. So, you know, on this play, like, we've been working on that through practice where I'm coming off a screen from the five and getting it at the corner and, um, you know, taking the driver, shooting it. And, you know, I drove on this session. But, you know, I've just been working on, you know, uh, trying to just get to my spot and uh, shoot a shot that I feel feels comfortable for Mm -hmm. me. And, you know, Taylor, just, you know, off of plays like this, and obviously, I don't know if Corey's going to play it, but, you know, you had that really nice drive on uh, Jairus Walker when you guys were playing yeah. against Houston. I'll, I'll play uh, that a little later. Sorry, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry to beat you to it. Um, but, you know, obviously, it, it, that, that you attacking the rim, flashing the athleticism, the ball skills, all that stuff. I, I will say, you know, if, if you were to critique yourself a little bit in terms of when you were attacking the rim and stuff like that, did you feel like there are certain things that you wanted to clean up in terms of your finishing? Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, th- there was some games in college, like I feel like I could have did a lot better finishing at the rim. And, um, but uh, I would also like to, uh, you know, develop my floater game a little bit, you know, play in a lot of situations as well. But yeah, I would just say, you know, my floater and, you know, just, you know, um, you know, finishing better through contact and that, that'll come with strength and things like that. But right. yeah. For sure. Um, I, I want to stick kind of with the mid range game for a little bit, because I, I, 
again, I, I just think it's a really interesting part of your game, um, given your skill set. And uh, I, it's one of the things that I love about your game is that there's there's no like extra to it. You know, I, I like I'm a, a high school coach. So, you know, I, like I see these things and a lot of times um, young players like they they do too much. Right. They want to, you know, put the ball between their legs, you know, dribble the air out of the ball before they shoot it. And like you could just get the ball at the elbow. And because again, because of your your measurables, you could just turn and face. And when we talk about attacking the rim, like this kind of stuff really opens that up because now they have to guard you in these spots, right? And you could stretch that out, obviously, to the three-point line. Um, so, uh, you know, for as much as you might work on expanding the creation and stuff, um, how did you kind of develop the maturity in your game to kind of keep things so simple? Um, I guess, you know, just trying to win the game because, you know, my game has never been, like, really flashy like that. Just really get the job done and, you know – in basketball, it's really, you know, that's like the main thing you need just to get the job done. Like the all the flashy stuff, it looks good on highlights, but at the end of the day, like, are you winning the game and are you, you know, winning your matchup? And I, I feel like uh that's something like I really I've always gone by. You know, I was I was never really like a flashy, flashy player like that. Maybe with my dunks, but that, that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you, you could put a little extra something on on those. Um, but let's get into a little bit of the flash. Albert, you just brought it up. Yeah. Uh this is, you know, showing a little bit of that potential to now attack the rim. Uh, it's on somebody who is, uh, you know, was in your conference, another, you know, top player in this draft, and um, you went right at him, right? So mm-hmm. uh, take me through this possession and, you know, kind of what was going through your mind as as you uh, attacked the rim and, and, and dunked one home. Uh, so pretty much uh, it was that play again where the five had came and, you know, set that screen in the yeah. middle where I could come mm-hmm. out and get it. And uh, like, it's crazy because I was working on that right to left crossover, like in practice, like the past couple of days. And I wanted to try it in the game. And so when I caught it out there, like he was kind of like on me a little bit. So like I, first I was thinking of shooting it, but he was like, you know, pretty close to me. That's why I took those two dribbles, like just to, you know, set up. And then mm-hmm. I just did the left or right. And I just found a little bit of space and took it to the to the room yeah he's all up in your shirt there right and and you know he's seven two wingspan so if you shoot that he's gonna get a, a good contest um but you took it into the hoop and the help doesn't come and you went and you you attacked hard uh I, I think these are the kinds of possessions that you see and you know we talked about yeah your game's simple and you know that's something that we love about it but there's more to it and uh, in flashes. And I love that you said you were working on this in practice and you wanted to execute mm-hmm. it in a game, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times it's easy to do something in practice where maybe there's not like a real consequence, but you're taking this at another potential top five pick. So um, I just, I, I love this possession. I think, you know, for people who are a fan of your game, this is one of, you know, the highlights uh, that you've had this, the best highlights that you've had this year. Um, what was it like playing against Jarris? Uh, you know, I, I always heard like the hype of, you know, Taylor versus Jarris. And, you know, I, I mean, he, you know, he's a phenomenal player, like, you know, his <laughs> strength and the way he's able to defend and score the ball. Like, you know, so, you know, going in that matchup, it's like, you know, we, we already know we're going to end up battling. So, um, you know, it, I mean, playing against him, it was pretty, it was fun. I would say it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. 
And Taylor, you know, uh, something just kind of piggybacking off of um, everything that Corey's been saying. And honestly, just from like the 20 minutes that we've had you on so far, I, I think it's pretty clear that there's kind of like a no nonsense to you about your game. And I think even the way that you think about basketball, like honestly, like you going against Jarris here, in our opinion, one of the best defenders in all of college basketball last season, um, it takes a certain mentality. It, it takes a certain I don't want to say bravery or courage, but you know what I mean. Like it, it takes some it takes some guts to go at him like that. Where does that come from? From for you? Were, were you always just like the fearless kid in your neighborhood, and you're like, dude, any challenge, I'm good? Or you know, is this something that you know you've you've kind of developed over time? I mean, I mean, my, my mindset at that time was just trying to win the game, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to take what the offense gives me, and you know, the the, the whole lane was open, so you know, I was just gonna try to you know, do a move so I could get to get to the space. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm just trying to win the game. Like, you know, it's not it's not really me like trying to go at a player like like because, uh, you know, the outside noise of the media is just me winning, trying to win the game at the end of the day. Okay. Winning mentality. Now, do you do you take games like this personally, though? Because Jarris was a guy who, you know, McDonald's All-American potential top 10 pick entering the season. And, um, you know, we were having this conversation, Albert and I, before you came on, you know, I was watching, um, you know, the EYBL stuff, you and Bryce Sensaba, right? You, you're, you're playing on the same EYBL team. You watch that film. You're, you both play the same way there that you're playing now. And you've both exceeded kind of the preseason rankings. What do you think it is that like people missed? And when you, when you are, you know, you do have these marquee matchups. Do you take that personally? Like, all right, you were a McDonald's All-American, but like, I, I don't care about these lists. Like, I'm still going at you tonight. Um, I mean, nah, I wouldn't say I take it personally. Like, you know, he, he definitely deserved McDonald's All-American and all the accolades like that he's yeah. gotten. But, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to win the game. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I just always play like that. Like, I never really think of, like, the person – like that's guarding me. I'm just thinking of like I think of everybody the same that's guarding me. So. Mm. What do you think people missed about your game that like you weren't on like a, a ton of like mock drafts coming into the year? I mean, I, I think people caught on quick because you came out of the gates uh, really impressively. But what do you think people missed? Because tall, you know, fluid, defends both sides of the ball or, or you know multiple positions, plays both sides of the ball, could shoot. What did people miss about you coming into the year? Uh, I would say like. I guess just just the way I play, it's like kind of quiet. Yeah. So like when I when I get twenty, it's not like, yo, he really killed me with twenty. It's like a quiet twenty. Like, oh, yeah, twenty. Like you know, it's it's kind of like that. So I, I, I guess like the way I play is you know, I guess kind of quiet. So. Yeah. But you know, it gets the job awesome. done at the end of the day. So. Yeah. A hundred hundred percent. Um. Uh. Take me uh through uh this clip. You know, I, one of the things I noticed watching and it's maybe not this even just this clip specifically right you're when when there's like a break um you are always the first one down the floor you run to the rim hard uh and you know i think for a guy like you who can also you know run to the corner run to the wing um a lot of times guys fall in love with that but you're always beating guys down the floor and you get really easy opportune basket uh baskets a lot of the time uh you know, how hard is it to play with that kind of energy every time you get down the floor? Um, and, and, 
you know, how, how do you keep that mentality up all the time to just, I want to always constantly be the first guy down the floor? Uh, I mean, first, I, I wouldn't really say it's hard. It's like, you know, it's another thing that you that you want to do. Like, if you want to do it, then it's kind of easy for you. But, you know, um, well, when I sprint down the court, like, I'm just trying to get it done because I don't I don't leak out or anything. I'm trying to get the rebound. So I don't really get many wide open dunk opportunities. So, like, these transition, <laughs> these transition, like, um, possessions are like, you know, me trying to, like, get a dunk hit or something. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Taylor, I, I think, you know, for Corey and I, I think that what we're trying to figure out is like clearly just from this interview you care so much about winning you're kind of like no nonsense like you said right even if i put 20 put up 20 it's kind of a quiet 20. i, I guess like where does that mentality come from because like you know like i did an interview with jalen williams um like a year ago right before he got drafted by the thunder and he was saying like yeah my you know military parents they just told me man just work hard do your thing and that's kind of how he was right where does that come from for you? Was it like your upbringing? Was it maybe a coach when you were a kid? Or is that just kind of like how you're built and you just like only care about winning? Uh, I feel like it's kind of like how I was brought up. Like, um, you know, my mom always told me to be humble. So like, you know, if I'm getting a bucket, I'm not going to always like bark at you, talk trash. Mm -hmm. So like, um, you know, I I'm just going to put the work in and, uh, you know, just continue to try to win the game like I keep saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a great mentality to have, great man. Um, you know, and <laughs> you talk about, you know, it's, you just want it, to, it's hard for you to get uh, a lot of easy dunks. So, you know, just because you're always, you know, like operating more out of the perimeter. Um, I, I was really impressed by your timing and, and on cuts. Um, and, you know, I think that's really valuable skill playing off of, you know, you might be playing off of Luka Doncic next year, you know, a guy like that who has the ball in his hands so much. Um, and I think when you're a guy who could space the, the the floor in the corner like that, to be able to also kind of be a threat to cut behind the defense and get easy buckets. Mikael Bridges was a guy who did that all the time in Phoenix, right? Like, it's just such a valuable skill. Um, have you always, you know, found that it, you know, uh, that it was a part of your game that you you wanted to to leverage based off, you know, your your outside game? Uh, I feel like um, like th that really like developed in college because uh, mm -hmm. you know um, my coach like always like emphasized like how like how cutting could get you like so much easier baskets like during the game and then my twin brother like cuts very well so like me just trying to like implement that into my game too because you know he he gets like a lot of easy buckets cutting to the basket so uh, like you know just me trying to implement that and uh, you know trying to help my team like just with easy plays like that like um, like really helped me. Um, you know, add that to my game. Yeah. And Taylor, I, I think that what you learned and what you experienced in college, um, that's going to be a great asset for you once you get to the next level, like Corey just talked about, right? Um, you know, famously, we do we do this all the time, right? Where we're breaking down college players and trying to see what they're going to be like in the NBA. But I mean, let's call it for what it is. Most rookies struggle, right? They're their rookie season in the NBA. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a big adjustment. But I, I think this type of skill set and your kind of awareness on the court, obviously with the shooting, like everyone's going to talk about your shooting. They're going to talk about your size. They're going to talk about the athleticism, right? But this type of nuance type, type of stuff, the basketball IQ, I, I think this is the type of stuff that might separate you and actually find you more playing time on the court, right? So just, you know, with all that being said, just wondering, you know, are these the type of things you're thinking about right now? When Obviously, when you're in college, you just focused on college. But now that you're in the pre-draft process, 
what are what are certain things that you're expecting to do and expecting to implement to really find more time on the floor? Uh, I would say effort is like a big thing because, um, like, you know, if you have like a lot of effort, like you can outplay somebody that's more talented than you, more talented than you, like just by, you know, giving more effort. And I feel like, yeah. you know, um, any player that has good effort could stay on the floor. So, you know, that's just one of the things that um, I feel like I could, you know, bring to the NBA and, you know, help me uh, have my spot. Smart. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when you could bring energy and you combine that with skill, it's usually a recipe for success. Um, the last, uh, let, Let's talk about your, your post game a little bit. Uh, I, I think it's something really underrated. Uh, I Honestly, I feel like, you know, the, the team should have kind of utilized it more. But, you know, that's not my place to say. Um, they same kind of set here to get you uh, open with that screen. And you just have really good touch. And again, like every, all of your shots, you release so high. Um, you know, how did you feel about operating out of the post? I know you said you want to work on your strength, but I think you have so much finesse there too. So how did you feel about, um, you know, operating out of the the post this season? Uh, I felt pretty comfortable doing it. Like, you know, just reading my matchup and, you know, whoever was guarding me at the time, like right here in this clip, uh, I had like a, a shorter matchup. So, um, I didn't pop all the way to the three that time. I like kind of stayed in the post and caught it there, and you know went to work pretty quickly. But overall, my post game, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in it. Yeah, and yeah. If, sorry, really quickly, Corey, I'll let you go after this. But um, really wanted to say, I, I think as you mentioned, you're really smart about the matchups that you took, and something that I wrote down in my notes when we did your initial film dive was, I, I like that you could shoot over either shoulder. Um, I, I saw a lot of times you catch it on the left block, and if you had a bigger guy, you wanted to kind of mix things up and turn over right shoulder, get that shot on the baseline, that type of stuff. Is, is that a shot you worked on, or is that just like, hey, like I'm just like that? Uh, I would say, yeah, that's definitely something I work on because I my position coach is a – I mean, I, I go with both position coaches for, you know, the guards and the bigs. And uh, with my bigs position coach, like, you know, we do a lot of hook shots all over both shoulders just to, you know, trying to create touch and, you know, just putting it in the game and, you know, putting it to use. Yeah. And, I mean, you show it here with the, the little right shoulder, and this is kind of like a little fadeaway from the in-between area. Uh, I was at this game. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me – when I was there, uh, and it's something that I look for when I'm, I'm, you know, scouting NBA guys is like, how easy does it look? And like, I'm not saying that it is easy, but for certain guys, like it looks easy for you. I just thought every shot that you got into seeing it up close looked easy. Another guy uh, that I saw this year, Terquavion uh, Smith, when I went to see him, it was just like, all right, like when he misses, it's because he missed, not necessarily because somebody, um, made him miss right uh do you feel like you're getting to your spots with ease because you know a, a lot of times um even when somebody gets a good contest i feel like when you're confident at getting to your spots it's a little bit easier than it might look on film uh yeah i feel like i get to my my spots pretty easily because like you know i feel like i just have so many spots on the floor it's like you know, it's, it's kind of like not really hard to, to, you know, get to the spot, like wherever you catch the ball, like right here when I caught it, like, you know, I was thinking of doing a fade. So, um, you know, I kind of like surveyed the floor a little bit and see where I could like, you know, kind of get an opening so I can get the shot off. Because, you know, usually when I shoot the ball, I'm not like really worried about, you know, getting my shot blocked. It's probably because of my high release. But 
uh, I'm really just worried about like trying to get to a spot where that really feels comfortable and you know that that's where I felt comfortable at that time. Yeah, and 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 I think you know one of the reasons I wanted to highlight the the um, kind of like the post play is because you know it'll bring us into some of like your passing skills, which I think is is something that is a little bit underrated. You know, the guys like us we talk about it a lot, but I think the people who are going to go watch like the YouTube highlights, like you know your your passing highlight tape is probably not going to be the first thing that that shows up on on the clips um but i i think that it's something that in, in an area of your game that we really saw grow throughout the season um you know i think because of your height it, that probably helps this is a a sick sick look you know you, look not an assist right the shot's got to go in um mm -hmm. when when you're in the post what are the things that you're reading and do you have like an awareness of where like your shooters are on the floor? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I'm in the post, like first I'm like looking for the double team because usually they they start sending one, and like and I'm, I'm waiting for like you know one of my men to cut to the basket. But if nobody cuts, and I know that if I'm doubled, then somebody's open. Like and it's usually on the weak side. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, I looked over there. He was wide open. You know, like I thought, and you know, I swung it over there. That's yeah, a tough. That's a tough pass. Like it's a great pass. Good location. Yeah. Um, really, really impressive. There's another one. Um, what I, I I like about this one is you take that retreat dribble. Right. You said you you got the weak side shooter there. Did you feel the help coming? Um, is that why you took that retreat dribble there? Yeah, I knew like because I had Kendrick Davis on like they were gonna send the double and they usually do send the double on post up. So I was like already kind of anticipating it. So, you know, I was, as you can see, like, I, I didn't really try to go to work, like, right away because, you know, I didn't want to get, you know, trapped. So, uh, you know, I kind of anticipated it and, you know, I see my man wide open. Yeah, and, and I just want to say this is such an important pass um, because on the next level, Taylor, like, if you end up doing running, you know, I don't know what team you're going to end up on, right, obviously. But, you know, they're probably going to run a lot of screen and roll and you might catch something in the short roll and might have to make some decisions with the ball in your hands. How comfortable do you feel right now with, you know, doing that type of stuff, right, catching in the short short roll and then, you know, making decisions and making passes? Uh, I feel very comfortable because, like, um, even throughout high school, like I would, I would be in a lot of those situations where, you know, I'll catch it off the roll and have to make a decision or catch it at the high post and uh, have to make a decision. So, you know, just being in that position, like throughout like high school, even like kind of, you know, help me out. Yeah. And, and I think um, your shooting ability is, it's going to be uh, so beneficial to you to, to becoming a short role player right. because, you know, teams are going to scout you probably as a pick and pop guy. Right. So if you could mix that up, you know, slip the screen, get into that area. Um, we've already seen the touch, you know, in the mid range as a shooter. So they, they're going to have to come out. The big's going to have to come out and then you can make plays like that. I think that's going to be um, a huge asset for you. And, you know, I, I think, you know, here, this isn't a short roll pass by any means, but I think you, it's great timing, great recognition. Um, you know, when, sometimes when people hit cutters you know they're passing to where they are not where they're going to be and you do a good job of passing you know to the spot as he gets there um so i, I think that's a, a an area of your game that with extra space on the floor i think we're really going to see um next year so i, I but i want to transition to your defense because one of the you know the biggest appeals for you is that 
not only are you a, a, an offensive player, but you play both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to the shot blocking, but, um, you know, you're also going to be somebody who I think is guarding a bunch of different players. Uh, right here, we got Landers Nolly, great shooter. And this just seems like a scouting report thing. Mm-hmm. It seems really high Q because you're already contesting the shot before he's got the shot up. So, um, you know, how much like is this like a film thing? Is this a a, a walkthrough thing? Uh, because it's a high IQ play here. I mean, uh, yeah, we definitely went through the film and like we know how good of a shooter he is. So, you know, my plan was kind of like to to kind of like bait him to take the shot because I feel like my length was enough to like kind of bother him. And it, it was. So, uh, yeah, I kind of like baited him into taking that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, if I can, and because I, I think this play highlights it as well. And when we, when we did your film deep dive, something that we talked about was for a guy your size, you move so well, so fluidly. You've got great feet. Um, obviously, you know you, you'll hear different stories like Hakeem Olajuwon, right? Famously, he was he had such great feet because he played soccer growing up. Wherever, whatever. Where, where does your footwork come from? Your mobility is that just you know you're hey man, I, I'm born athletic, or is it from playing different sports, or where does all that come from for you? Uh, I would say it's from me playing different sports. Like my mom put me and my brother in like a whole, like a bunch of different things, like, like tennis, um, football, you know, we were in ballet too. So that probably helped a little bit as well, but like literally anything like you can name, I was probably in it. So, you know, I feel like that, that probably kind of helped. I think it helped a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love hearing stuff like yeah. that because I, I think it, it really is so beneficial. I know like the thing now is specialization in a sport. And once you're good at something, you just, um, but you know, there are things that you learn doing other things, you know, playing other sports, other activities that, that translate in a way that you might not learn by just playing basketball. So I, I love hearing that um, this possession here, I thought was another excellent defensive possession against Cincinnati. Um, you know, you start out, you're off ball, you're kind of in position to be able to, you know, tag the roll if, if the pass is thrown over. And then now you're in the perimeter, sending them to the sideline. You beat them to the spot and you ultimately, you force them Crazy. low shot clock into a, a, a really, really tough look. Um, what, is, what was your like team's kind of defensive philosophy? Were you trying to send guys sideline a lot? Um, was it like a no mid? What, what was, and, and and also like just great job here. And um, if you could expand on on what you're trying to do here. Uh, yeah, so our team philosophy was really like, you know, don't let the player get middle because, you know, when they go middle, like our defense would kind of yeah. collapse. So, and on this player right here, like, you know, we watched film on him and uh, like he would shoot it a lot like in guys' faces. That's why, you know, there was like a little bit more sense of urgency when I was guarding him because I know like he'll just shoot the ball like if, like even if I'm right there. So, you know, I kind of like got in, got into him a little bit just so he would, you know, wouldn't really take that shot. And, you know, I just moved my feet when he was trying to post me up and just, just me trying to stay close to him the whole time because I, w- I would have much rather him drive on me than, you know, take a contested shot because he usually makes those. And I think I think you do such a good job too. Like I mean, your your steal and block numbers were really great. And, and a lot of times, when that happens, you know, guys over they gamble, right? They get themselves out of position. I think you did such a good job of like playing with your chest and just mm-hmm. staying solid, and then not hunting for those steal and block numbers, but forcing these guys into 
these really tough shots um, and then just trying to get the rebound right and, and win the possession that way. I think that, you know, doing that, it, it's going to be so beneficial at the next level. And uh, I want to transition kind of into like, you know, your versatility as a, a pick and roll defender. And I, I want to go back, you know, to uh, to your high school tape to show you've been you've been doing this for a while here. Um, you remember this play? Uh, no, I don't even remember. This <laughs> well, <laughs> let's uh, let's remind you because um, you get the switch onto the guard, and you know we see a little bit of the Taylor Hendricks experience here too. You know, isoed on an island, top of the key, tries to break you down. Give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I was put in like a lot of situations, and like I'm very thankful for like the coaches that I've had because you know they've put me in situations where like I have to switch like on a, on a lot of pick and rolls and, you know, just me getting used to guarding, you know, beat me, like, it's like that one again, like if you want to block the shot, like, you know, you just got to have the effort to do it. And, you know, I feel like um, because of that, like I've, uh, I'm pretty good, like recovery wise. And yeah. so, you know, I was able to get that. So Yeah. And for me, this is not even a question, but Taylor, I, I just want to say like, you've talked about it this whole pod, but, in this clip and the clip that Corey played before as well, you, you could see the competitive spirit that you you have. You 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 really don't want to lose. You want to contest everything. The timing on your blocks are phenomenal as well. So I, I know Corey has a follow up, but I just wanted to say it. Like you could see it here. Like you want it. This is a tough matchup, right? For you as a big against a small like this to stay in front of him is hard as it is. But to go and to recover and block that shot, like you, like you said, if you don't want it, you can't go and get that block. And clearly, you want it. So I, I just I I just want to say like what you've been saying and what we're seeing on tape match up. So I I, I hope NBA front office noted that noticed that as well. Um, yeah. for sure. Another one here, um, showing your switchability. This is at the college level against, uh, Jamal Shedd, you know, one of the best guards in, in the country. And, um, when, when you get this switch here, uh, are you cognizant, like low shot clock? Um, you know, a guy that you kind of want to force into a, a, a tough outside shot and you have the advantage with your length. Is this similar to the, the Landers Nolly, uh, situation? Uh, yeah, but, uh, Jamal Shedd, like, you know, he's fast, so I already know he's going to, like, try and blow past me. So, um, but, uh, like, when I get switches like this, like, I kind of, like, take pride in it. Like, you know, yeah. it's like when I get switches, like, like in my head, I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, you know, <laughs> so, uh, like, I, I don't know, like, like when I'm just in these positions, like, you know, it just gets me a little bit more hype. And, you know, I was just trying to stay in front of him because I know he's going to try to, like, blow past me because, like, you know, he's, you know, he's one of the fastest dudes we played against. So, no, yeah, I, I think – I think they picked up the audio after this and you said something like, oh, you're little, something like that. He's strong too. So yeah. if he gets downhill, he's, you know, he's a, he's tough. He, he's tough to cover. Um, up his he, let's uh, get into this, this next clip. And, and again, showing your, your versatility. Albert talked about your timing, like high pointing blocks. Um, this is more of like a drop which, you know, I think that you could play at the next level. A lot of teams play. Um, when when you're in these situations where you are more in a drop scheme, uh, how how are you uh, guarding the, you know, the, the cat and mouse game that the guard is going to be playing? Um, really, I'm just trying to, like, bait the guard to, like, take a layup because I know, like, if I'm right there, like, he, it's going to be a tough shot for him to make, like, if he even gets to, like, you know, up, so... You know, this dude, uh, he was, like, killing us, like, the whole game with that, with it, like, going to his right. So, you know, I wanted to bait him to see, like, if he could, you know, get the shot over me. And, 
you know, I was able to get a hand on it. This the, this is the classic, like, if you're playing Madden and you're playing as a safety, you're trying to bait them into throwing the curl so you could pick it off. No, yep. it's fantastic. <laughs> Taylor, it's, you know what I'm talking about. It, this is yep. fantastic stuff. And, and, dude, this looks like a volleyball block. Did you ever play volleyball at all? Backup question. No, I, no, no, okay. I didn't. Well, maybe you should have because it's a real <laughs> volleyball block. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's incredible timing, man. Uh, it, it really is. And, you know, I think that goes to, you know, the fact that you average almost two blocks a game when a lot of times you were guarding out on the perimeter. It's not like you were, you know, just a, strictly like a help guy. But this possession I really like because it shows, you know, that ability for you to, to serve as that help weak side defender and even the little stuff you tag you know the guy cutting through the middle you're talking you're pointing stuff out to your teammates you're being vocal um you're quarterbacking the defense here uh have you always been talkative as a defender out on the floor um i would say like it really you know i was a little bit of a talker like throughout high school but you know coach Dawkins like really emphasized like how important talking was and you know because he was like a defensive minded coach so like talking you know came with it so um uh, I feel like that's something like that really, you know, blossomed throughout my freshman year of college. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Taylor, this is something that Corey and I, when we did your pod, we were like, dude, he, he was incredible. Like, you were incredible as a help side defender. Like that's something that we actually, I, from what I remember, we spent a good amount of time talking about it. Um, obviously in the NBA, you're going to need that as well, you know? And I'm just wondering, how do you feel like, what what adjustments do you think you're going to have to make? Obviously, because like here and that play that Corey highlighted, like the focus is there, the communication is there, all that stuff. What are some big adjustments that you're hoping to kind of prepare for and you're working on right now? Uh, I would say, you know, just definitely the spacing because, uh, okay. you know, in the NBA, yeah. the spacing is going to be a lot bigger. So as much time to get to that spot. So I'm a little bit faster. So I'm going to have to adjust in that way and, um, you know, uh, you know, just depending on how, how much space I leave my the man I'm guarding, you know, just to be in that help position. So, uh, well, you, your your instincts are great on that end, and I think yeah. you know, yeah, you have more ground to coverage in the NBA. I I think the tennis skills, you know, the footwork from the mm-hmm. tennis skills, I think that's something that'll that'll help in <laughs> in those scenarios a lot. Um, in in this play here, first of all, great timing. You send that shot back, but what I love is the second shot that doesn't happen right there. Um, so after the first block and, and you send it back out, the, the ball handler who's driving decides, you know what? I don't want to end up like that either. Um, and I think as valuable as it is that, you know, you could be a shot blocker to be a, a, a rim intimidator is just as valuable protecting shots. He wants no part of you coming over and potentially, you know, suffering the same fate there. So, uh, that is something that I think is an underrated part of like being a rim protector. Um, and, you know, we see it here in the NIT tournament. Now, uh, next possession, um, Brandon Pajenski, guy who's got a lot of buzz coming out of the combine um, and shows again, like your ability to, to guard in multiple schemes. Uh, this time you, you come out, you meet him at the level, you do a really good job recovering back to your man. And then, you know, you, you kind of uh, you do a really good job timing it. Uh, what was it? like playing against a smart heady guard like that i mean he he was a great player like you know just his iq overall and his feel for the game was like on another level and you know the way he's able to fill up the statue with steals and points and rebounds and yeah. like he's one of the best rebounding guard I don't, I don't know how many rebounds he ended up averaging in college but 
like, was a lot. You know, he, He's like eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, just his whole feel for the game and like, you know, just the way he plays. He was he was a great player. So yeah. And and again, um, do you like do you like switching up your coverages? You know, like, you know, we've seen you in a switch, we've seen you in a drop, we've seen you now like hard hedging and and recovering. Um is, is that something that you know, as a a defender, and a, you know, usually the last line of defense, you you like take pride in, you enjoy doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like when I could, you know, switch a screen, that's like my first thing. Like I love to switch screens. Like you know, like I said, just because I like to take pride in, you know, gu- guarding a corker guard or a you know a different position. But you know, even when I'm like like off the ball, like I like to like stay down, and you know, if my man's going up, I'll tell my men on the same side to like, just stay up. So, you know, just in case somebody drives, I could be there. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and the last uh, thing defensively, I want to uh, touch on you, you mentioned, um, you know, how you're uh, working on your strength and getting stronger. Hmm. Um, you know, I think you do a good job here down in the post, um, you know, tough shot. Uh, that, that one is, uh, is a make, but you know, we see, uh, another one with a bigger body, like you're competing on that possession on, on this one down here. You're fighting, you're pushing, and you force them into a tough miss. And uh, so I think that that post defense is something in, in an area of your game that, you know, as you continue to get stronger, I think that versatility of being able to switch out on the perimeter and guard guards, being able to guard wings, and then being able to kind of bang in the post and, and guard guys there, you know, at, at the college level, you really were a, a one through five defender. Um, and that, you know, that's a special defensive kind of prospect. Now, you know, this is something I like to ask prospects. Is there anybody at the next level that you're looking forward to guarding? Uh, I would say definitely switching on to Kyrie Irving, you know, just to see <laughs> if I could, yeah, just see if like I could give him a little bit of problems with, you know, his crazy handle. So no, I'm kind of looking forward to that. That's, that's a pretty good one. And, and actually, you know, Taylor, to kind of follow up on that, obviously you mentioned Kyrie Irving. I'm sure you've enjoyed watching his game over the years. But other than Kyrie, who are some guys that you've kind of always been a fan of? Not that necessarily you, like, modeled your game after them, but just guys that you always loved watching that, you, you know, that you're excited to either play against or maybe meet one day, maybe because they're retired or whatever. Uh, I would say um, Anthony Davis for sure um, and Bam Adebayo. Um, cause I, I remember when he first got drafted, I was like, I was, I didn't even know he was going to get drafted. I was like watching his highlights on YouTube. And I'm like, yo, like this kid's crazy. Like, I wonder where he is now. And then I'm like watching TV and he's getting drafted. I'm like, what? Like I was literally just watching his highlights. But, uh, and then, uh, I want to meet LeBron and Marvel Jordan for sure. Mm. It's and a good Shaq. list. Shaq <laughs> Yeah, Shaq seems like a pretty good uh, personality, so I would I would want to meet him as well. Now, um, you know, you're a Florida kid. Uh, you know, you want to meet Shaq. Were you? Did you grow up uh, as a fan of uh, the Magic or or the Heat or or any of the you know the teams in that area? Yeah, I grew up as a Heat fan because I was in that Fort Lauderdale, South Florida area. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I really started to like get into watching basketball, it was like during that LeBron James. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, big three era. So like, you know, just that being like a big influence on me watching basketball, like really helped me like kind of fall in love with the game. I, I feel like, you know, you could see shades of even Chris Bosh in your game. 
yeah, at times, right? Especially the Miami version, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, when when he really kind of changed changed the game for for you know forwards who could could start guarding up and space the floor in a lot of ways. Um, I definitely see some of the the shades there. Uh, what was your your experience like this season at, at UCF? Um, you know feels like a good time to mention i did go to school there for a short while so beautiful beautiful campus um beautiful beautiful area what was what was your whole college experience like and and what's the thing that you're gonna miss most uh about it uh i'll say my whole college experience was you know everything i i imagined it to be like i had a lot of fun like and uh you know you know i was you know fortunate to play under a good coach so you know he kind of made it he, he he made it fun and enjoyable for me and uh, I'll say the things I'll miss the most is definitely my team, like just everybody. Like I got along with everybody and it was like just the whole family and, you know, coaches included. So that's what, that's mm-hmm. definitely what I'll miss the most. <sighs> I mean, that's awesome, man. Uh, Corey and I, I, I wish we could go back and be oh, your age. <laughs> We're older now. But um, Taylor, I wanted to ask, this is a question that I, I, I like to ask players because it's a weird one. I, I've always been like a big gear guy, like growing up, like I love to buy jerseys and I love to buy a lot of stuff. You're now going to go and work out for NBA teams left and right. You're going to fly all over the country. They're going to throw a Spurs shirt on you, a Mavs shirt on you, whatever. And you're going to have all this team gear. I asked Jalen Williams last year. I was like, dude, you probably have like three bags worth of NBA gear now what are you going to do and he's like ah you know gave some to my family gave some to my friends I might frame some of it wanted to ask you what are you going to do with all this free NBA gear you're getting now uh yeah I'll probably just give it to some of my friends give it to my brother so you can flex that a little bit (laughs) I hope your friends are tall (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I actually I, I I always think that the workout uh pictures and the team gear is interesting i was actually watching uh or looking at the other day like the picture of kobe and the celtics exactly gear. i always think that that's going to be something um even if you don't keep the gear i think it's something when you know you're 10 years into your career you're retired you could look back on and be like wow like what a crazy experience like started there and you know made it here so uh very cool now uh we're, we're getting towards the end here um and Usually the way that we end our shows when we're just doing it with Albert and and I is, you know, we do a segment called sell me this pen where we do a quick little like 30 second elevator pitch um, on a prospect if we were selling uh, the prospect to an NBA team. So uh, we have you on on the show, thankfully. So um, like we do on on all of our film breakdowns with prospects, we're going to let you handle the sell me this pen segment. So if you were selling Taylor Hendricks to an NBA team, how would you sell yourself? Uh, I would say, you know, Taylor Hendricks is a pretty cool guy off the court. So, um, uh, you know, you should definitely draft him. And, you know, on the court, he's just going to give it all he has and, you know, do whatever it takes to win it, to, to win. And, uh, you know, whatever role you put him in, he's going to, you know, do well in that role, whether that's on the ball, off the ball, um, you know, just different situations, different lineups, because he could play with a whole d- bunch of different types of players. So, uh, you know, everybody wants a player like that on their team that's going to hustle and, you know, be able to fit in different types of lineups. So, um, you know, Barney. Pretty, pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And and I'm telling you right now, um, a team is going to buy you. And I think probably earlier than a lot of people uh, expect, maybe not in the draft world, because, you know, you're 
I think you have one of the highest approval ratings in uh, all of the online scouting community. But um, I think on draft night, you know, and Albert and I have, have been in the house uh, in person before, you know, people look at these mocks a lot of times and they they're like, oh, this guy's supposed to go here. I think Wrong. you have. Yeah, you have the potential <laughs> to uh, go a little bit earlier than than some of these guys who were, you know, maybe hyped up a little bit earlier in the preseason. Uh, and we're really looking forward to that. Congrats on an amazing freshman season. Congrats Great. on, you know, and, and good luck through the rest of your journey. And, and thank you for coming here, chopping it up and, you know, being so, uh, you know, honest and open and, and breaking down the film with us. Thank you for having me. It was a great experience for sure. All right. Uh, is there, uh, you know, a, a place that people can find you online, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? Uh, I mean, my Instagram is Taylor X Hendricks. So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. So, and then my Twitter is Tay X Hendricks. So, you know. All right. Follow Taylor Hendricks so you can follow along his NBA journey. Um, we're excited to, uh, to watch it ourselves. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. If you are listening to this podcast on the no ceilings NBA podcast feed, thank you for watching this film breakdown. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, make sure that you are locked in to noceilingsmba.com. Subscribe. It's completely free. We deliver content Monday through Friday, uh, right to your email. So that's where all the good stuff is happening. And, uh, until next time we're out. Peace. <laughs>